Hi, this is Pastor Emily McGinley from Urban Village Church, Hyde Park, Woodlawn. If you've been to UVC, you'll know that we seek to be three things, bold, inclusive, and relevant. We know that there are countless folks across the country and out there in podcast land like yourself, seeking a message that will bring insight, hope, encouragement, and joy as we do this thing called faith. Please consider making a financial gift to help us with this work of inspiring, equipping, and sending out agents of gospel life and inclusive love. Just go to www.urbanvillagechurch.org forward slash give. Thanks for listening, and God bless. Our passage for this morning comes from John 20, 15 through 23. Listen for what God has been saying to you. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you crying? What are you, or who are you looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she replied, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Don't hold on to me, for I haven't yet gone up to my father. Go to my brothers and sisters and tell them, I am going up to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene left and announced to the disciples, I've seen the Lord. Then she told them what he said to her. It was the first day of the week. That evening, while the disciples were behind closed doors because they were afraid of the Jewish authorities, Jesus came and stood among them. He said, peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. When the disciples saw the Lord, they were filled with joy. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I, have been, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you don't forgive them, they aren't forgiven. May God add a blessing to this hearing and living out of this scripture. Time is filled with swift transition. Not of earth unmoved we stand. Fill your hopes on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. As I prepped for this sermon this week, this song kept repeating in my heart every single day. And we're beginning a new series on transition. Um, and I think there's something that I grew up in the black church and the black church taught me about transition. And some of it that it's always happening. And sometimes it's filled with grief. So thank you, Alana, for your testimony. Um, we don't always need something that is like uplifting. We need something that's honest, so thank you. My name is Marche. Um, I'm filling in for Pastor Emily um, for the next few weeks while she's resting. Um, and I'm going to begin our new series called Flux, Life in Transition. Um, and the first week is on grief, which I wasn't expecting as I thought about transition, um, but it also is fitting um, when you think about it. We live in a time of deep and far-reaching transitions, from major shifts in government to denominational powers, um, on a global level, institutional shifts in the U.S., um, and it seems like sometimes it's hard to figure out where your footing is. 
um, and we don't know how to navigate it. Um, and sometimes transition leaves us with all the feels. Uh, hope, grief, courage, fear, they all sit in us. And our church itself is in the midst of a transition, restructuring um, and shifting and how we're going to do things. And that might also leave us feeling anxious. Uh, we're in a seasonal transition from summer to fall. Teachers are like, hold on, I need some more time. Parents are like, send them back now. Um, and I think sometimes we want our lives to just be steady. Um, but one thing about adulting that I've learned is that transition is always happening, and steady is a lie. <laughs> um, and so I'm hoping that this scripture today gives us a way to think about transition, uh, to think about what it means for us and how to engage with it. So the song that I just sang and the scripture testify uh, to transition just being a part of our lives. Um, and often it's hard to navigate, um, but when we do decide to do that, we see something new unfold. We see God create something new in us, even if it is out of our grief. Um, I'm an artist, and I like to paint. Um, and the thing I love about painting, uh, I really, I'm horrible at drawing. It's awful every single time I do it. But what I love about painting is that it can just get messy for a while, and then all of a sudden you start to see the thing that you wanted to see emerge. And even when it gets like ugly, you can kind of just paint over it and like hide it a little bit. Um, and I think that sometimes transition is messy in that way. Uh, and so as we pick up on in John 20, we see the disciples uh, in a new transition. And what we, what we noticed is that like, this is the beginning of the Easter story, so it's kind of weird that we're thinking about the Easter story in the fall, but go with me here. Um, so it's the beginning of the Easter story, and the Easter story begins with grief. We find Mary at Jesus' tomb crying and clinging on to what was and what could have been. And grief enters into the lives of this community of Jesus' followers surely because they're in transition. And we think, of course, their community leader just, just died. They lost a leader, a friend, a traveling companion, uh, a miracle worker in their own lives. And so they've suffered a great loss. And so, there, of course, there's grief. But I actually think loss is a lot more complex than this. Um, and grief enters our lives in unexpected ways. And in some ways, grief happens anytime we transition. Now, we're used to the types of griefs that if someone dies, um, a loved one, a pet, um, a family friend, uh, or even if someone's taken away from us because they move across the country or we ourselves move across the country, um, or our circumstances change and we don't expect it. But I think that there's another point of grief that happens just when we lose. Um, if you, I'm a pastoral theologian um, in training. And pastoral theologians uh, talk about loss and that anytime we experience any type of loss, loss, we go through a cycle of grief. And they talk about six, six different ones. So I'm going to put them up on the screen. So there is a relationship loss. And so that's the ending of uh, the opportunities to relate. So whether that is 
um, the death of someone or someone who was formerly in our lives is no longer in our lives. Um, but in those times, we experience loss, and in that loss, grief um, happens. Sometimes it's material, where we lose a physical object or a familiar surrounding, so that happens when we move. Uh, there's this type of loss called intrapsychic loss. Um, and that's the loss where you thought yourself to be one thing and then you weren't in that any longer. So I had an intrapsychic loss when I was 25 because somehow I had this dream in my head that I thought I was going to be married at 25 and then it came and it went and it just didn't happen and I just felt all of this loss, right? Um, and I was really confused and I didn't realize at the time that I was experiencing loss. Um, then there's functional loss sometimes when our mental, mental or physical capacity changes in some way, we experience that difference um, as a loss. And then there's a role loss. So you see this when uh, empty nesters, uh, their children leave, and all of a sudden the, they were used to always mothering or fathering or parenting, and now they can't. Um, and so they experience that. Uh, you can also experience it if you have a new baby in your household, and now the way that parents relate to one another changes, right? And so there's a role loss, um, or you get a new job, or you lose a job. Um, and the reason why I wanted to like bring this up um, is because our society oftentimes only sees loss as the death um, and things that happen, but really grief happens anytime we lose anything, and we need to give ourselves more permission to go through the cycle of grief, whatever that is. Uh, so as humans, losses necessarily means that we experience grief. And transition requires that we recognize the loss that we have, um, the things that we thought would be that aren't any longer, our expectations, and that we um, orient ourselves differently. So we pick back up in our scripture passage out of John, and you have Mary, who you see at the tomb, and the disciples, who you kind of don't see until later. Um, and Mary is there, and she's sitting there crying, openly weeping, and Jesus appears to her, and she clings to Jesus. And Jesus is like, you can't cling to me. I have to go. Um, go and tell yourselves to be, or tell the disciples what's happening and go to them. And so Mary, in her experience of loss, finds herself clinging to what formerly brought her joy clinging to what she knew, and not able to make that transition. And so she's outwardly experiencing it in that way. Um, and Jesus, in response, invites her back into community, says, go back to where the, the disciples are. Go and be with them and tell them that I'm coming to all of you. So one response in loss is to cling to what formerly was and to not be able to experience that transition. Another option is what the disciples did, which was isolate themselves. Uh, you see them confined up in the gathering room. And similarly, like for Mary, you could see she's experiencing all these emotions. It's outwardly there. And the disciples, there's no description of emotion at all. And for her, um, or for them, they are inwardly mourning and they're isolating themselves. In some ways, they're paralyzed with their own anxieties about how this, how this shift is going to affect their lives. And we see them up in this room alone um, and paralyzed, not able to move. And Jesus pulls them together with Mary, and he responds to them in their grief. He speaks peace to them, 
He invites them to be together. He gives them the Holy Spirit and breathes new life on them and then repurposes them to forgive, um, which is repurposing them towards power. The thing I love about this story is that transitions themselves bring out um, all of these emotions within us, um, and they actually need Jesus to come and to speak and to breathe something new in them. Um, and what he does is he speaks tenderly to Mary in this familiar way um, and reorients her back to her community and so like takes her away from her isolation and, and back to people. And for the disciples and her, he, he creates something new. And what I think we can see is that in transition, there's the opportunity for new things to come out of it, uh, but it also requires us to go through the grief cycle, to be okay with the pain that comes in the midst of that. And in that space, we're able to create something new. Transitions can be opportunities for new creation, but they require reorientation. Um, and sometimes when we're afraid, we cling to what we formerly knew. We cling even to the patterns that used to help us, uh, and they might not at this time. Uh, and then also, we might also isolate ourselves. And Jesus responds by showing up, speaking tenderly and familiarly to the pain, bringing us back together, and creating something new. Um, and this image, uh, John, I think, purposely uh, gives us a picture of the creation story, like Genesis 2, where uh, builds like humans out of clay and then breathes into them. And so then you get back to this community, comes together, Jesus is the one that brings them back together and then breathes into them. And so I wonder where is it in your life that you need to create something new? You need God to create something new. Uh, maybe it's a sense of isolation. Uh, maybe it's just the transition. Um, and the thing is, transitions sometimes are even good, like graduations, new experiences, new jobs. Um, but there's a cycle that has to happen. Um, and so... We as a community are going through our own transition, moving into a new structure, and that could be anxiety producing, or you might personally be, might be experiencing a loss, uh, a transition, starting over, navigating something new, being in a new city. Uh, and so I wonder, where do you find yourself? And what's your tendency? Are you a person that clings to what was, uh, like Mary, are you a person that might isolate like the disciples? Or is there something else that you do in the midst of transition? Uh, I'm a person that just works harder. Every time transition comes, I just like do more and more and more and more. Um, and that might be my own way of isolating myself because I'm working really hard. Um, and where is it that you need Jesus to show up for you? Uh, there's this story of... Uh, I wrote her name down, sorry, I forgot it. She's a congresswoman, and it's Lucy Macbeth. Uh, she's a congresswoman in Georgia who tragically lost uh, her son to gun violence. And one of the things that she did in response to that, um, in some ways this, this tragic thing created something that she didn't expect to happen. She says that in one of the videos about her, she says, uh, I expected my son was going to be an organizer or some type of 
um, politician. And what ended up being is that ended up being my story um, that I took on, what I thought he was going to be. Um, but this, it completely changed her life. And the thing I think about transitions is regardless of what happens, they change us, right? They, re they reshape trajectories. They reshape our imaginations uh, to, to what could be. Um, and so I wonder how Jesus might show up in the midst of those things for us. So I actually want to give us a few minutes to, uh, there's some cards on your seat. Um, and on one side, I just want you to write if you have a pen. Maybe we can get some from outside if we need more. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, raise your hand, uh, and then John will pass out a pen. And my question is, where are you experiencing transition right now? Um, and what is your kind of uh, emotional state about that? So that's on one side. Where are you experiencing transition? And how do you feel about it? Once you're done with that part, just to think about what is it that you need? Um, and there's some options that we see in this passage, Jesus to show up, uh, Jesus to speak to your pain, um, community, repurposing uh, to something new, or maybe you need peace. Or maybe you need authority. But what is it you need in the midst of transition? Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And when the disciples saw the that it was the Lord, they were filled with joy. And Jesus said to them, Again, peace be with you. As the Father sent me, I, so am I sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And if you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. And if you do not forgive, they are not forgiven. Life is filled with transition, and Jesus shows up, sometimes in the midst of our grief, sometimes we're there waiting for a while, but there's an opportunity for new life, uh, new creation to be in those spaces. And so whether you find yourself clinging or isolating or somewhere in between, uh, I encourage you that Jesus does show up. And so I pray uh, that Jesus will be present with you, speak peace to you, um, and say to you, receive the Holy Spirit. So if you're comfortable, I'd love you to open your hands. I'm just going to pray. God, in the midst of our lives, uh, we sometimes need you to show up uh, and recreate for us. And so I pray as a church, as we transition, um, as individuals, as we move from su summer into fall, as we continue to experience you, God, would you come close and speak your peace on us? Pray for those in particular who need an extra bit of your peace. Would you come and be present? God, we speak uh, peace to this group. 
peace over our lives, peace over the circumstances that are coming this week, peace over our family members, peace over our communities. Yeah, that you would say to us, my peace I give you, my peace I leave with you, I do not give as the world gives. So do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. So I speak peace um, to this community. Yeah. Amen.